In the late 1980s, a group of friends went camping and riding dirt bikes in the Pine Barrens. While riding down a trail about 100 yards from camp, the bikes all stalled. One guy said it could have had to do with terrain being too rough, or maybe it was the nearby power plant. However, as suddenly as the bikes quit running, the men heard a piercing, inhuman scream coming from the woods. When they returned to camp, those who stayed behind at the camp said they also heard the screams. That evening, one of the men went to a local bar and told the bartender about the screams in the woods. The man informed the visitor that he had most likely had an encounter with the Jersey Devil. lovely folks out there in the hinterlands as always it's your boys rock and max and we're going to be your guides as we talk the talk and walk the walk in the mysterious new jersey pine barrens in search of the supernatural here at nightmares and daydreams y'all welcome everyone many of you will already know from rock's intro what we're getting ready to talk about but they might suffice it to say it's going to be a good one you know they probably already know the title of the episode because they clicked on it there maxi Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, technically, they know what we're going to talk about every episode then, I guess, Rock. Yeah. And, you know, it's up to us to create awesome titles so people will click on them. But just speak true, Maxie. But, gang, as always, before we get into the lore, we'd like to remind you guys and gals out there in the hinterlands to like, subscribe, review, and to continue granting us the boon of the sacred and mythological five-star review on whatever podcast you listen to your boys on. Please do, gang. It helps our little pod get out there and makes us oh so happy. Mm -hmm. And if you've already reviewed the pod, you can still help by sharing the show with all the people in your circle and the people in your circle circle, you know, keep it going. Keep it. It has to keep expanding like a huge Venn diagram. Just keep on like ripples in the (laughs) lake. Keep on going. And, you know, like Maxie said, y'all, if y'all know someone that might like our show, let them know about it. Thanks in advance. So, Rock, what are we talking about today? You know, for <laughs> posterity's sake and all. Exactly. We've got to keep with the tradition. Uh, today, we're talking about one of the most famous or infamous, which means more than famous, according to Three Amigos, <laughs> yeah. paranormal beasties in the U.S. Hell, the entire world, really. The Jersey Devil, y'all. Hey, and we're not talking about hockey mascots, folks. Yeah, we're from Texas. There's not a whole lot of hockey going on yeah, here, except up hockey. in Dallas, and nobody really cares about that. Sorry. No, we're definitely not. Although the origin of the team and the mascot, as we know, lies totally with that specific Jersey Devil legend, you know? Absolutely. Obviously, it does. Uh, okay, so did you know that the Jersey Devil 
could kill the engines of motorbikes? You know, I, uh, I did not until I heard that story. And I'm honestly not super convinced that that's the Jersey Devil, but, you know, that kind of makes me think, honestly, with the motor dying out of UFO encounters. Yeah. And, dude, there are tons of stories out there with all sorts of machinery or electronics, like, not working. When otherworldly creatures or entities, ghost specters, whatever, you know, like a ghost from, honestly, from ghosts to UFOs, like the stuff just not working. And it runs the gamut, really. So that's kind of a common thing right there. I was definitely thinking the same thing. Great minds think alike. Hey, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I threw you off right there with that compliment. And honestly, whenever we encounter paranormal creatures in modern times, mm-hmm. there always seems to be this overlap with UFO encounters in terms of various powers or happenings during the event. I don't know if it's the ufologists kind of honing in on everybody's territory or if there's like a legitimate... Yeah, I mean, get your own website and podcast. (laughs) Because there's no UFO podcast or, you know, shows out there. You know, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that uh, statement, Max. Like, I don't think it happens always. But, you know, sometimes. It's definitely happened, but I don't think it occurs with like the lion's share of paranormal encounters out there. At least I don't think so. But as I always say, what do I know? Not a whole lot. True that. But before we get too far into the legends... Maybe we should just start at the beginning. You know, Maxie, that's always a good place to start. You know the story, right? Or at least oh, yeah. the bones of it? We are talking about the OG story about Mother Leeds and all that? We are. All right. Let me just dive in real quick, y'all. The New Jersey Pine Barrens stretch across more than seven counties of that eastern state. One of the few remaining contiguous stretches of the old woodlands of Atlantic coastal North America. In a small corner of this forest, in 1735, our story begins. Now legends tell us that the Leeds family already had 12 hungry kids to feed when poor mother Leeds discovered that she was pregnant yet again. Now in some versions of this story, she's a witch. Regardless, in a fit of pique and frustration, she cursed the child in her womb, crying out, Let this one be a devil! Alas, whether by curse or ill fortune, her words turned out to be only too prophetic. She went into labor on a stormy Wednesday night that same year, with her friends gathered around to assist and gave birth to what first appeared to be a healthy baby boy. But their relief was all too brief, for the babe transfigured right before them. His head became distinctly goat-like, hooves sprouted on his limbs and bat's wings and a forked tail came out from behind. In some tales, the infernal infant kills everyone in the room, including his mother, while in others, the diminutive demon flies around the room, gnashing its teeth, lashing its tail, and screaming in rage before flying up the chimney, into the stormy night, and out into the desolate pine barrens. Words have power, gang. Mm-hmm. As Mother Leeds found out, I guess. You know, if the, assuming the story is true. Yeah, What yeah. do you think? I, it's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she cursed her kid and the curse stuck. And in some versions of that, you know, story, like we said, every person in the room paid the price for Mother Leeds' frustration at being prego again. It's like 12 kids? Come on, man. That's all the farmhands you're ever going to need. What, trying to build a football team? Calm down. <laughs> for sure. 
I mean, relax, Father Leeds. Go take a cold shower. <laughs> yeah, settle down, bro. Get control of yourself. Do some push-ups. Jeez. Of course, Father Leeds might be thinking, so do we need to have a talk? Where does because this baby looks nothing like me? So, <laughs> well, he was well. I was going to say he was probably killed as well. But back in back in the day, the men folks stayed out of the birthing chambers, so oh, you true. know he probably didn't pay the price if the legend is indeed correct and the Jersey Devil killed everyone in that room. All right, let's focus, Rob. Hey, gang, just real quick though. So the Jersey Devil is playing for all sorts of ill happenings in that area. So, is it considered kind of like a a bad omen? Yeah, you know, like in some spots, yeah. Like if there were droughts, bad harvests, livestock going missing, or people going missing, or people getting sick, or hell, livestock getting sick, they all blamed it on the Jersey Devil. It's basically a more modern version, or... Slightly more modern. An American version of... Blaming witches for all the bad things that happens. Yeah, word. And uh, some claim that the Jersey Devil appears in cycles, either every seven or 13 years, and it foretells like wars or natural disasters to come. Interesting. I say keep yourself in the woods, Jersey Devil. We got enough stuff going down right now. <laughs> Jersey Devil must be having a field day right now. Yeah, stay hidden, goat man. You ain't lying, though. Stay hidden, Jersey Devil, please. Go into, back into mm-hmm. hiding. We don't need it. Yeah. So the Jersey Devil is one of those cryptids I feel that is remarkable in a way similar to the Chupacabras in that I can see it's that. described in lots of Yeah, just different. Like crazily different ways, yeah. Again, and we talked about this, but I wouldn't say the Chupacabras has a lot of different descriptions. Or, you know, I could be wrong. It has No, that's true. It's more like a dominant two different ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Has the Texas Blue Dog version of the Chupacabra and or the Cuero Cabra, you know, by Victoria. And the Puerto Rican reptilian version. Small, greenish, spikes on its back, huge red eyes, kangaroo-like legs and wings. Wait, the wings and kangaroo legs are two attributes that the Jersey Devil has, right? Yep, you see my point? Well, I mean, not super exactly, but maybe your point will make more sense once we've delved into the different descriptions of the Jersey Devil. I'm just saying, some folks have seen different creatures in the Pine Barrens, mm-hmm. a variety of creatures, and like they assume always, just because of their geographic location, that what they saw was the Jersey Devil. I would assume that. And some folks have seen different creatures, likewise, in Texas or in Puerto Rico or whatever. Yeah. Totally. And just assume they chalk it up to being a chupacabra. Yeah, well, listen, if there's a bunch of goats with their blood sucked out, then that's a pretty safe bet. Sure, sure, sure. I totally see what you're saying, man. And the sightings don't always match up with the classic, like, description in the legend for either the chupacabras or the Jersey Devil or Leeds Devil if we're going old school. That's what I'm saying, because in the original story of the child of Mother Leeds, the Uh physical description of the creature child. Okay, listen, I think creature works really well in that context. I wouldn't even call it a monster. All right. In the story, the creature, (laughs) the monster, is given a very specific physical description. Word, yeah. Goat head, hooves, bat wings, forked tail. You know, the usual infernal thing. But as we shall see, the descriptions given by people who had encounters over the last 300 years, but especially in the last 100 years... Uh Uh-huh differs sometimes dramatically from that original Mm. description. 
Hmm, give us an example, Maxie. Okay, here's one. This story is from the Asbury Park Press newspaper in October 1988. So, relatively recent as these Mm -hmm. stories go. We consider that back in the day. Yeah, (laughs) that's modern times. Yes. And the person has a fairly comprehensive description, Hmm. but to me at least, it doesn't sound at all like the child of Mother Leeds. Okay, okay. Well, let us hear it, amigo. In 1981, a man from Howell Township described his encounter with the Jersey Devil. He said he had seen the devil at least two or three times at a Howell gravel pit. We got this place in the woods where all this happens, he said. He described the creature as being about six feet tall and having a furry body, big teeth, and long feet with three long toes. When asked if the creature looked like a gorilla, he said, pretty much close to it. It was big. We had 10 dogs there, and the dogs would put their tails between their legs and run away, he said. It made some kind of noise, like a growl. I have a theory as to how it came about, Bill Koopel said. Basically, I can only surmise, he said, explaining his theory. A couple hundred years ago, witches and devils and stuff like that were very real to the people. And very possibly, it was the 13th child, born on the 13th day, and full moon, and all this nifty stuff, carrying a lot of superstition along with it. And the baby was deformed, is the only thing I could surmise, and was kept locked away for the rest of the world, people only getting glimpses of it. And of course, at that time, a legend could have very easily started about the myth of this person in this dark room of this house or something. Bob Koopel said the Jersey Devil could have had its origins in a child with an intellectual or physical disability. Them days, if anything like that did happen in the family, they didn't have hospitals and medical education that they got nowadays to fathom it all out, you know, Bob Koopel said. They would just think it was a curse, and curses going back in them days was pretty prevalent and looked on pretty, pretty good. So who the heck does this Bob Kubel guy think he is anyway? What, does he think like Jersey <laughs> Devil's from an inbred family or something? Like, was he too scarred by the infamous X-Files episode, Home? <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. You love going there. That was uh, a super so, unsettling episode. Was, Wasn't it banned or something for a while? Dude, I think it was like, it was totally banned for a minute. Yeah, go check that out if you haven't seen that episode. X-Files Home, it ain't right. Okay, back to the previous story. So... I don't know. I don't understand, really, because he seems to think the Jersey Devil is human on one hand, but on the other hand, he's seen this creature, which sounds pretty obviously not human, or not particularly human anyways. More like a Sasquatch or something. Totally. This dude doesn't know what the heck he saw. You know, that, that thing, the creature, the beast that he saw doesn't sound anything like the Jersey Devil, or like we, we were talking about before, at least the classic description of it, right? No, it was a big ape-type creature with, I guess, three toes or something. Something Mm -hmm. kind of wild man of the forest. 
Well, like you just said, he totally saw a Sasquatch. End of story. And speaking of, you know, you know, Max, we're gonna have to do a Sasquatch or Bigfoot episode one day. We're getting the we're getting yeah. the asks for it. Yeah, we'll talk about the Mogollon beast and everything. Mm-hmm. Seems like an we, obvious topic. I yeah, guess, like I said, we've had a number of folks request it, so guess we need to put it on the list then. Like we say, you guys ask, we deliver. Okay, so back on track. Let me ask you something. Ask away, my friend. What is it? Do most people think that the devil is this 300-year-old creature, like Mother Leeds' kid is still flitting about the Pine Barrens? <laughs> or do people, especially native New Jersey, New Jerseyans, New Jerseyites? New Jerseyites. Uh, do they think that the current creature or creatures are descended from it or it's a undiscovered species or something? I mean, that's a good question, right? But personally, I'd like to think that there's an immortal horse face, hooved, winged yeah. kangaroo-like beast hovering above the pine barren, scaring the hell out of folks in Me that too. neck of the woods. Hell yeah. The world is more magical that way and mm-hmm. more dangerous, just the way we like it. On the other hand, you know, maybe the mother lead story's false and there's a group of these things in those woods that are still, you know, like not officially identified by scientists. You know, we can see the headlines now. Undiscovered giant horse bats rule the skies <laughs> above the Pine Barrens. You know, hey, stranger things, right, have happened. That definitely makes more sense to the modern 21st century mind, obviously. Mm-hmm. Which is boring. And if you think about it, the Pine Barrens is thousands and thousands of acres of undeveloped pine woods that true, true. has largely been undisturbed since the founding of the country. Yeah, I mean, according according to the lore, yeah. There's plenty of room out there for, you know, a small species like that, of whatever the hell this thing might be, to exist. Especially the academics don't really believe that it exists in the first place, and they're not out there trying to find it and identify it. It could totally stay under, under the radar. You know, at least in my opinion. Which is at once surprising because even some pretty renowned people have seen it in the last 300 years. But also not surprising because who wants to say, well, what are you studying for your PhD? Uh, oh, New yeah, Jersey monsters. devil. <laughs> you know, sheer academic <laughs> snobbery will probably yeah. no, no, do no, away I, with that kind of. I mean, that's a solid theory right there. And gang, by the way, it's called the Pine Barrens because it's hard to grow like veggies and whatnot because the soil is so acidic. That said, there is a carnivorous plant uh, called the pitcher plant that grows there. And no doubt other evil hardy plants. Dang. Dude, like one slogan of the Pine Barrens is a place so dangerous, even the plants will eat you. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds like it should be true. (laughs) So when are we going to camp there? Hmm. You know, I'd be kind of up for it. Maybe. But get this, Max, you talk about people that have seen the Jersey Devil. Napoleon Bonaparte's older brother, Joseph, had a pretty well-documented Jersey Devil sighting, like, way back in the day. Dang, trying to spread the empire? What was Joseph Mm -hmm. Bonaparte doing in Jersey? He was uh, living like a king on a huge estate. Sounds like an interesting story. So, Joseph Bonaparte claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his Bordentown estate, y'all. It was right about 1820. He said he saw a, quote, devilish creature which, hey, proof positive, right there. Nobles never lie. (laughs) They lie like a rug. (laughs) That's part of the job description, lounge and lie. And (laughs) according to the lore, the beast was sighted in Bordentown again in 1840. So, 20 years later. And just to geographically orient our listeners, where is Bordentown? 
Where did the elder Bonaparte live when he saw the beast? It's on the Delaware River, according to the Wikipedia, just a little north of Philly, in some lavish estate, no doubt. The Pennsylvania devil, then. Devil will travel. <laughs> no doubt. Okay. So we're talking about the border of New Jersey and Pennsylvania, then. Exactly. You know, but like you just said, the Philly devil doesn't sound as good. Philly cheesesteak? Yes. <laughs> Philly devil? Nah, not so good. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring. Mm-hmm. But all that said, Bordentown isn't exactly in the Pine Barrens. True, true. We're talking about the complete other side of the state. Admittedly, it's a small state, but... Ain't like Texas. No, you're all right. I wonder how, you know... It'd be interesting to map out all the sightings and see, you know, how far... Oh, I'm sure someone's done that. I'm I'm sure that's uh, out there. As gang, as y'all can tell, we did a ton of research for this. We didn't even find <laughs> yeah. that. But, uh, dude, you are right, though. But as far as, you know, it's a small state. But, you know, the Jersey Devil sightings historically haven't been completely honestly limited to the Pine Barrens that were its birthplace. So he does pack his bags and he travels every so often, y'all. Oh, you got a story about that for us? You know I do. The most infamous time period of devil encounters was the week of January 19th through the 23rd, 1909, when reports of unfamiliar tracks in the snow in Delaware Valley on roofs, backyards, under and over fences, and gates in major cities such as Philadelphia and Camden were made. Fear and panic followed for many people in New Jersey, suspected it was their devil. And this panic grew greater when it was reported that bloodhounds refused to follow the unidentified tracks in Hamilton. Schools closed as a result or suffered low attendance in the Pine Barrens in lower New Jersey. And even as far as Philadelphia, as people were afraid to leave their homes, mills had to close in the Pine Barrens because workers were afraid to leave their homes and travel their normal route through the woods to get to work. Police reportedly fired at a winged kangaroo-type creature. A woman hit back at a creature with a broomstick so wouldn't eat her dog. A trolley full of people saw a strange creature scurry across the tracks. Additionally, many reports of the devil's deeds took place, even absent clear sightings of the monster, with many chickens being suddenly eaten, as well as other livestock in the area. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So this one week in 1909, was 1909. it? Whatever caused it, the devil, the Jersey devil that is, and it sounds like it was the original one based on some of the descriptions. Mm-hmm. Not the actual ruler of hell, but the Jersey like, one. Yeah, you're, you're thinking about the Jersey devil, not like Asmodeus or anything, right? <laughs> Do what? Asmodeus, he's the Archduke of Hell. According to the deities and demigods old school D&D rulebook, he rules hell. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Or heck, for our younger listeners. <laughs> and I think he's still the ruler of hell in 5e. I only played 5e once, so I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. Mephistopheles, Tiamat, all the other devils, they're under him. This is a kind of D&D lore that makes the parents nervous, Max. Like, <laughs> back true. in the 80s, they were really nervous. satanic panic. Yeah, and it no doubt inspired the Tom Hanks movie, Mazes and Monsters. Oh, yeah. Let's dance rock, rock. <laughs> Hey, it's way more fun to stay off track sometimes, Maxie. But speaking of tracks, another aspect of the 1909 sightings were these hoof-like tracks in the snow during the time of the sightings. Interesting. Apparently, they were everywhere. 
And I blame all the sinners in Jersey at the time, drinking <laughs> the alcohol, eating the cheesecake, playing bingo. Those are that's devil bait right there. So those are the tracks that the dogs wouldn't follow from the story? Yeah, correct. All right, so what were you gonna say? Well, that the devil wandered pretty widely that week, as far as Pennsylvania, as you say. But for the most part, not 100%, but for the most part, the Jersey Devil has, in fact, stayed mostly in the Pine Barrens. I mean, it seems to be, you know, and uh, just shifting gears, going back to the description, like if you look at the individual descriptions for the sighting, there's a pretty good variety. But even looking at, you know, just the description that police that shot at it gave. A winged kangaroo. Exactly. Not this gorilla-type creature that this Mr. Couple described, whoever he is. Like we said, that dude saw Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. So these creatures these folks saw during the 1909 flap is closer to the Leeds version of the Jersey Devil. Way closer. But not always an exact match by any means, but closer. So, Maxi, do we think the people seeing this thing are just not getting a good view that's or are there multiple kind of creatures we're talking about? Like like we were talking about a possible breeding population. It is a good question. I honestly don't know, although that was what originally popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, witness testimony is considered to be pretty unreliable in court, but the Pine Barrens are big and dense, so mm-hmm. there could be more than one type of unidentified species there. Or I think so. even closely related species. We're talking about more than a million acres of forest stretched over seven counties. It's Dude. definitely possible. You know, and there's always the possibility, and I like to voice this one, of our extra dimensional visitors. You, oh, you know, like go. Skinwalker Ranch style, just teleporting in and out of our plane. It could happen. Scientifically, it is possible. Theoretically. But even without that, there's plenty of room for likely explanations. Yeah, boring ones. Other than the supernatural aspect, I mean. Here comes Mr. Skeptic, wasting every <laughs> believer's flavor. Why you gotta hate, Maxie? I'm just saying, it's not impossible, but there are also likelier explanations. You disappoint me, young Padawan. The Force allows for all <laughs> life to flourish through the spheres, even giant infernal horse bats from hell, Maxie. Wrong pod, right? Well, that's fair enough. There's no Star Wars or, pod. R- right, right pod, wrong day. Right pod, wrong subject, something like that. All right, Maxie, I think you got a story for us, right, my man? Of course, always. In 1993, park ranger John Irwin was driving through Wharton State Forest in a remote area along the Mullica River as he was heading home from a date when he almost collided with the Jersey Devil. In the dark night, illuminated by his headlights, he saw a large figure emerge from the trees and come out onto the road. Irwin thought it was a deer and reflexively slowed to let it cross, but then realized the creature was purposefully blocking the roadway. He stopped to avoid hitting it. He said it stood upright and was covered in dark, matted fur that appeared wet and was reflecting the light from his car headlights. It was about six feet tall and had a head like a deer and stared at him with glowing red eyes. Being a park ranger, Irwin realized that deer's eyes glow pale yellow when reflecting light. The ranger and the creature sat there, staring at each other for minutes, according to his report, before the creature turned and ran back into the woods. 
Is that the Jersey Devil? Or... I know what you're going to say. Or... Not deer. Seriously. Not deer. All day long in that story. Love me some not deer tails with their big heads, large, dently antlers, legs that bend backwards, and fangs. I mean, what's not to love? Could have been a not deer for sure. Mm. You know, if you believe in them. Yeah. Come on, Maxie. They are out there, baby. I'm not saying I don't, but I'm just saying if you believe in them, it could have been. If you believe, they will come. It just goes to show that pretty much any cryptid-like creature in the Pine Barrens is almost automatically called the Jersey Devil, though. Dude, it's hard to get over, like you said, the geographic location, because if you're there, you see anything, you're like, that's a Jersey Devil. Like the guy from earlier, he saw a Bigfoot-type creature and was like, that's the Jersey Devil, you know? And not in my opinion. The investigation continues. As always. And another fun fact, there have been several rewards offered for the capture of the creature, with bounties going from 10000 all the way up to $250,000. Damn, that's some serious cash shoulder right there, y'all. We'll have to revisit this one. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of lore. There's a ton of lore that we didn't hit. And so before we go, though, Maxie, I would like to list a few extra sightings of the Jersey Devil. Go for it. All right. So after the 1909 flap, another encounter occurred in 1927 when a cab driver in Salem City was accosted by the beast as he was changing a tire. Now the cabbie told the cops that a flying creature was bashing in the roof of his cab after he jumped back in the cab after he saw the monster. Jersey Devil just needed a ride, man. No mm. Uber back then. I know, man. He didn't have his credit card. He didn't have the app. He's just gonna beat the cabbie up. So let's talk about another bounty on the Jersey Devil. In 1960, the residents of Maze Landing were hearing horrifying shrieks, y'all, echoing in their community at night. So of course, like you do, they began to panic, even though the cops were saying that, hey, everybody, the Jersey Devil's not real. Were the police offering a reward in this case? No, it was honestly a circus owner, and he offered nice. 100K for the capture of the beast. Alas, it was never captured, and that sweet, sweet reward was never, you know, picked up. But that's good, right? I'd hate to see the Jersey Devil locked up like that. Oh, Maxie, kind of like Mama Fortuna in The Last Unicorn. Remember she had a harpy in her weird wagon train of circus freaks? Like a legit harpy. I think the Jersey Devil, like the Mogollon Beast, is just a hairy man with gentle eyes. <laughs> with gentle eyes <laughs> that will kill you in a second with a giant rock. But yeah, speaking of Last Unicorn, didn't the harpy then escape and kill her? Mm -hmm. That was a great show, by the way. Classic. And yeah, the harpy did kill her. Spoiler alert. Hey, yeah, I just had to throw that in just to ruin a 40-year-old cartoon. Well, that's how we roll, Maxie. All right, so another one back in 72, a New Jersey resident was traveling from Blackwood to Glassboro, a woman named Mary Ritzer Christensen. So, like, she's traveling that route, looks in her rear view, and sees this huge figure crossing the road just a bit behind her car. Description? So, according to the witness, it stood head and shoulders above the tallest man, so a tall creature, and had legs like a goat and a large head. On second thought, you know, my theory could have been Mr. Tumnus. Or the goat man. Oh, don't even get me started on the goat man. He's everywhere. All right, y'all, last one. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> 
three cars were forced to slam on their brakes after a 10-foot-tall figure that greatly resembled the classic depiction of the Jersey Devil ran across the road. It was reported that the beast emerged from a forested patch near a mini-mall, of all places, and ran out in front of oncoming traffic before vanishing into the woods on the other side of the road. Jersey Devil causing car wrecks, whatnot? Mm-hmm. He, does, he wanted to see a mini-mall before they were all closed down, you know. <laughs> Honestly, Max, he was probably just looking for the orange Julius. Dude, I used to love those joints back in the yeah, day. Maybe. They were only in the mall, though, right? Yep, dude, there was one in Victoria, and uh, it was in the mall. Are, are they even still around, orange Julius? I don't think so. Who knows, though? All right, Max, what's next, baby? How about one more story for the road? Okay, because you act so nicely, everybody, is our last one. In Galloway Township in October of 2015, David Black, a resident of Little Egg Harbor, said he was driving along Route 9 near a golf course when he saw what he thought was a llama walking in and out of the tree line on the side of the road. Suddenly, the creature spread its wings and flew away. He captured the beast image with his cell phone and the photo went viral. Just a few days later, Emily Martin shot a video of what appeared to be the same creature after she spotted it on Old Port Republic Road near Leeds Point. Both witnesses swear their evidence is unedited. I've seen both the photo and the video. Have you? <laughs> yes. I've seen both. And what do you think, good sir? <laughs> I mean, I hate to be Mr. Skeptical, <laughs> but I no, remain entirely unconvinced if I'm being totally honest. So, Max, I, I got to be like straight with you. I am with you one million percent on this one. <laughs> it looks like they tossed a puppet of our boy Black Phillip, the heroic goat from the Vavitch, up in the air and took a photo, y'all. It is hilarious. Rock, you're the Fox Mulder of the pod. You want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> That is true, dude. I want to believe, but I don't want to look like no fool either. <laughs> There's no way that's legit. <laughs> well, maybe they really believed it, but somebody was pr playing a prank on them. Yeah, right. someone had. It, it was we, like a pinata. They were just. Yeah, they we need we up. need to post links on social media just to let the listeners decide for themselves. We will do that. I'm super curious to hear what you guys are going to think. Are they legit party people? Because I'm thinking, no way. It looks pretty amateurish, as I said earlier, but it's still awesome. Okay, so last one. In last 1925, one. we're going back in time now. 2015 was rocks, and that was very recent, obviously. But mm -hmm. back in 1925, a Good farmer year. was losing chickens and livestock on his farm. So he called in the local sheriff and his boys. They arrive and encounter this unknown creature. They're like, get them, boys. Well, damn, dude, they actually saw it, huh? <laughs> yeah, so they chase the creature into the Pine Barrens, but choose, perhaps wisely, to not follow it in. They stay at the tree line, and the sheriff, who has a pretty good idea what this thing is apparently called out, if it's true, you're the devil, rattle your chains. According to the lore, the very loud sound of rattling chains began to issue from deep in the woods. Needless to say, they got the heck out of there. They're like, run, boys, it's a supernatural demon. It's the devil's own self. We got no silver bullets. 
So, you know, that story is super interesting because it shows that whatever it is they saw, whether it was the Jersey Devil, has a human intellect. Like, it communicated with the sheriff. And it's like, okay, you want to hear chains? Check this out. Pretty damn creepy. Well, hey, it's ba- Baby Leeds was born to a human family, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like this mindless beast. True. It could be a supernatural, eternal monster living in the Pine Barrens, so... Mm-hmm. There you go, Max. You're thinking my sort of thinking now. And that does make you ponder, y'all. It could totally be that. Agreed. But for now, I think we're done, lovely listeners. Thanks for hanging out with us. Y'all, don't forget to like, subscribe, review. Like we said earlier, and grant us the boon of the five-star review, whatever podcast you listen to us on. Also, you want more Nightmares and Daydreams, please consider supporting the pod by heading over to patreon.com. Tears start a buck a month, y'all can cancel any damn time. And don't forget, y'all, to head on over to our own website at nightmarespodcast.net to holler at your boys. Like we say, y'all, we want those stories. We ain't lying when we say we'd love to hear from you. So, ladies and gentlemen, happy season of scares right now. It is Halloween. It's going to be a good month for us. So as always, be good to each other and sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.